0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Jesus makes an audacious claim that He is God, the only God, the one true God, the God of the Old Testament, the great I Am. Who spoke to Moses out of the burning bush? The God who visited Abraham and promised him a son? The God who existed even before Abraham? The God of the Tower of Babel? The God of the flood? The God of Proverbs? The master craftsman who created all things? The God who gives life? The God who is able to rescue us from death. That's who he is in the flesh. No wonder. No wonder they thought he was a Samaritan. A half-breed and out of his mind. No wonder they thought he had a demon. Surely Jesus did lots of good things. He, he knew his Old Testament really well. He taught with authority. There was something about him. He he healed the sick. Even in the very next chapter of John, a man who had been born blind, nobody had ever done that before. But C.S. Lewis was right. You can't call Jesus just a good man despite all the good he did. He either was insane and dangerous, deceiving people and misleading people, claiming for himself audacious things, or he really was who he said he was. That's what the Jews were grappling with. They couldn't, they wouldn't believe that he was God in the flesh. God can't look like that god can't be that god is the god of mount sinai awesome and fearsome god is the god of the tabernacle and temple holy and separate you need priests and sacrifices and blood to approach god he doesn't just walk up to you on the street in Jerusalem or Judea or Galilee and shake your hand. He doesn't just walk into your synagogue or temple one day and start teaching. He doesn't sit with you in your house and eat with you. Everyone knows that. Jesus is more than just a few cards short of a full deck. More than just a few eggs short of a dozen. He's not so. And he's dangerous. That's why he had to be crucified to protect the people, to protect the nation, to protect their religion. Now, interestingly, maybe ironically, today things are exactly the opposite. Today, In our be whoever you want to be, think whatever you want to think world, Jesus would fit right in. If men can be women, girls can be boys, and if you don't like those options, you can invent your own gender, who's to say that Jesus can't claim to be God? Let him be. He's not nutso. In fact, if you call Jesus that or anyone else that, if you say they're wrong, you're the dangerous one. You should be crucified or canceled or deleted or deplatformed. We must protect people and society and our children from you. Now that. Sounds like it should be good news for us, for the church, at least the part about Jesus, for that's what we say. He is exactly who he said he is, the one true God, the eternal Son of the Father, the one who laid down his life for the life of the world. In fact, as we just confessed in the Athanasian Creed, you must believe this or you cannot be saved. Just as you must, we are told, believe that this man is really a woman and this girl a boy or you can't be part of society today. Oh, but you can't say that either. (laughs) Not about Jesus, that you have to believe in him. You see, some things you have to believe, but some things you can't believe. Some people are who they say they are, but some people aren't. You have to accept some, not accept others. It's very confusing when you, what you have to believe and what you can't believe keeps changing. That's why something like the Athanasian Creed And the Nicene and Apostles' Creed, too, are important and valuable. They don't change. This is the Catholic faith. Not the Roman faith, but the universal whole faith. The faith that the church has been confessing for centuries. The truth and faith that was foretold in the Old Testament... Fulfilled by Jesus and now confessed by the church. So it's universal across place and time and cultures and languages. So today we're not saying anything new. We're simply taking our place in the long line of people from Abraham and even before. Confessing this faith, this truth, that Jesus is exactly who he said he is. The one true God, the Savior of the world. Which is exactly what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. As we heard his sermon today, that Jesus is Lord and Christ. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, is the Lord, the God of the Old Testament in human flesh. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, is the Christ, the promised Messiah, the Savior of the world. How do we know this? Not because of who he thought he was or said he was, and not just because I feel it in my heart. But because this man, Jesus of Nazareth, who you all thought not so and dangerous and so crucified. God raised him from the dead. Which is exactly what he said he would do. And what was said would happen in the Old Testament. Now if this man, Jesus, is really misrepresenting God. God telling lies about him and leading people away from the one true God and into hell as they claimed. Would God have rewarded him and allowed him to have this ruse go on by raising him from the dead? Just provide and produce the body and or bones of Jesus. And then Peter and the others... Christianity, just go away. Just like all the other movements with those who claimed to be messiahs. But if you can't produce those things. That was a tough crowd on that day of Pentecost when Peter and the others preached like that. Our world is a tough crowd today. That day of Pentecost, people were gathered from all over into Jerusalem. They had all kinds of ideas and beliefs, just like there are today. But now, just as then, there is only one truth, not many truths. One God, not many gods. One Savior, not many saviors. Peter and the others stood up and confessed that which took guts especially with the horrors of the crucifixion still fresh in their minds just as many people today even with the horrors of modern day martyrdom and persecution and shunning fresh in the news and on the internet it takes guts Guts, which really can be attributed to only one thing. One person, actually. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who was given to Peter and the others on that day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit who has been given to you today. The Holy Spirit who points us to Christ and enables us to believe that He is who He says He is. And not just the Savior of the world, your Savior and mine. So that's really the miracle of that Pentecost, or I should say the greatest miracle. It wasn't really the ability to speak in tongues or do other cool things, but the faith and trust given to Peter and the others. And to the 3,000 who believed and were baptized that day. And the faith and trust of the Holy Spirit that is still being given today. The Holy Spirit who takes us to the Son, who takes us to the Father. The Father who sent the Son, who sent the Spirit. The whole Holy Trinity working for us to save us. The Father who sent his only begotten Son for you. The Son who laid down his life for you. And the Spirit who takes all that Jesus did and gives it to you. All three necessary and important. Which is why the Athanasian Creed says this is necessary to believe. No Father, no Son. No Son, no Savior. No spirit, no faith. But all of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for you and working for you, that's the Christian faith. One God, three persons. Or as we said in the intro, and prayed in the collect, a holy trinity and an undivided unity. That faith and trust given to Peter and the others and the 3,000 who believed and were baptized and that faith given to you. It's not just what's in your mind. It's not just what's in your heart. It's not just what you think. It's a gift and it can be seen. Peter and the others boldly stood up and confessed that in the same city that had just crucified Jesus. The 3,000 boldly confessed their sins and were baptized in the midst of those who had just crucified Jesus and undoubtedly ridiculed them. For this faith given to you, it doesn't just live in you. Just sit there. It works in you, and it works through you, and it works out of you. It changes you. As Jesus once said, a good tree bears good fruit. An apple tree makes apples. A Christian does Christ. What he did, you will do. Not perfectly, of course, You're still a sinner who struggles with sin and you always will until the resurrection. But you'll begin to do those things and increase in them. You'll love as Jesus loved. You'll forgive as he did. Maybe even lay down your life for others. Not to earn anything. Jesus has already given you everything. But because that's who you now are. A child of God, a new person, with new thoughts, new desires, new loves, new faith, new life, new hope, new confidence, because you are new. Dying and rising with Jesus in your baptism to live a new life and do those good things the Athanasian Creed spoke of. Again, not to earn life, but to reflect the new life you've been given. But those good things are not just what we normally think of when we think of good works. They they are that, but more. So a good thing you do now is confess your sins and receive forgiveness. A good thing you do is hear the word of God. And pray. A good thing that you do is. Come to receive the body and blood of Jesus here. With your brothers and sisters in Christ. These are all good works too. Because they point to your savior. And the good he has for you. They show and proclaim to others. The good that is here for them too. A good God who is not. Someplace far, far away in heaven. But a good God, a triune God. Who, as Jesus claimed, is here for us. In the flesh. Gooding us. With a good that doesn't change. Which in the midst of a world that is constantly changing. Is the firm and solid foundation we need. So in a church year which began with the promise and birth of our Savior, we've come full circle to that Savior's death, resurrection, and ascension for you. And now, the sending of the Holy Spirit. Your sins are forgiven, you have a new life, and the Holy Spirit is leading, guiding, and enlivening you. You are a child of the Father in the Son by the working and power of the Holy Spirit. Now just like with Jesus, some may think that an audacious claim. One that makes you so, and even dangerous. Maybe they'll treat you that way as they did Jesus. But even if they kill you, they can't take your life. That is safe in Jesus. You've died with him. You've risen with him. You're fed by him. And you will live with him forever. So be audacious. Be bold and confident in your words and deeds. Abraham rejoiced to see Jesus' day. And you do too. And whether or not the world glorifies you, Jesus will. With a glory that unlike the world's, doesn't come or go with the latest fad internet meme or viral video, but lasts forever. This is the Catholic faith, which you believe and are saved.